welcome Justin as he comes up to share this morning. Thanks. So good. Um, oh, yeah. You good? Hey, um, I'm going to do my best to get through what I feel the Lord on today. Um, two weeks ago, I shared about the heart. We spoke uh, Proverbs 4, 20 to 27. We spoke about the heart. Um, guard your heart above all else, verse 23, because it determines the course of your life. One translation says, guard your heart above all else. Strong language, really strong language. Guard your heart above all else. Not guard your mind above all else. It was guard your heart above all else. Why? Because it determines the course of your life. Full on. And we, we spoke about the importance of the heart and where it fits in our whole makeup. I spoke about how the heart is not just an organ. It's, it's more than an organ. Yes, it's an organ of the body. Yes, it pumps blood around our body and does a whole lot of things that I'm not qualified to talk about. I know I've got one, but that's about it. I know there's, I'm not even going to go into it. But it's more than an organ. And, and the Bible talks about it in Luke 2.19, that Mary pondered the thoughts of the angel in her heart, that Acts 2, they were pierced to the heart. Ephesians 3, the eye, Paul prayed, the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. Luke 24, 32, and their hearts burned within us. So we can see the hearts more than an organ. They were humbled in heart, Matthew 11. Um, Hebrews 4, the, the, the word of God judges the motives and the intentions of the heart. Matthew 15 to 8, their worship is praise from men, but their hearts are far from me. And Romans 10, 9, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. So the heart's critical for salvation. The heart's critical for, for an encounter and interaction with God. It's, it's, it's our heart. Guard your heart, Proverbs 4.23. Let's have that up there. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Holy Spirit, would you make time stop like you did for Joshua? It's a joke. Um... The heart really is the entry point to the soul. This is why we are to guard it above all else. If it wasn't the entry point, then we wouldn't have to guard it. Doors are an entry point. They, they, they keep in or they allow in. They keep out or allow in. Entrance, exit, a door. Similar language here, guard your heart. It's a picture of like a door into who we are. Our soul, the, the part of us that no one sees, it's complex. There's lots going on. And, and, and the writer here is saying, guard it above all else because it's a window in, it's a door in. So we need you to guard it because there's way more going on than everyone can see. And you've got to guard your heart because your heart determines the course of your life. The heart is the door to the soul and the soul is the place where who we are takes place. The soul is where who you are takes place. When we begin to talk about the soul, it's extremely important um, that we talk about it in the right context because we're not a soul-based church. We're not a soul-filled movement. 
We're not soul-led. The, the word there is spirit-filled. We're a spirit-filled church. We're a spirit-led church. It's not soul. So we've got to work out. We've got this whole idea of body, soul, and spirit. So when we look at the soul, we've got to look at in the context of our body and our spirit because we're a triune being. We're a triune being. We've got God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Trinity. He's triune in nature. They each have three distinct personalities, but they're one. There's perfect unity while they each carry something different, but they're in perfect unity. And it's much like our body, Father, Son, Spirit, three different personalities. They're all God, but they're one. And then we've got, funny enough, because he made us in his image, Genesis 1.26, let us, keyword us, speaking about the Trinity, if it wasn't a Trinity, God would have said, let me make man in my image. But before the beginning of time, they were always one. Before the foundation of the earth, the Lamb of God was crucified, the Bible says. So before you were you, they were them. And they were one in glory, in perfect unity, in perfect love, together forever. No one made them up. Don't think about that at 3 a.m., that no one made them up, (laughs) like full on. I should share about my panic attacks around that that I've had over the last four years, waking up at 3.30 a.m. and not comprehending eternity and having to get out and put water on my face. And it's funny, but it's some of the scariest nights of my life. Because my mind can't comprehend eternity. And I, and I get on my pillow and I'm like, Holy Spirit, I need you to overwhelm me. This has got to go deeper. Anyway, body, soul, spirit. Let's look at the context of the soul in the context of our body, soul and spirit. Because we're going into health. And, and if, we, if, we don't go into, if we go into health, which is our blurb, which you've read, it's on our website. It's full detail on the website. I've read the blurb out multiple times. It's our how as a church. So if the health deal gets played out, which is the practical list, heaven's coming to earth. And presence and influence fit there. But until Christmas, we're hitting health. So get familiar with the list um, because it's going to be incredible. But we've got to look at this area of the soul if we want to really go after health. But before we delve into the soul, let's take a quick look at our body and spirit. Welcome to class. Okay, our body, we're just going to hammer through some things. Right or wrong, I believe that we are most aware of our physical body. I'd say the majority of people are most aware of our physical body. We are body, soul and spirit. I think that right or wrong, we're mostly aware first of our physical body. Right or wrong, I believe we allow our physical body to be our main guide in life. I just think that's true. When we talk about our body, we are talking about our physical body. We're talking about the 11 systems that make up our physical body. So we've got systems in our body. We've got the skeletal system, the cardiovascular system, the muscular, I believe, the the respiratory, the digestive, the excretory system. I won't talk about the bath last night. (laughs) Far out, Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, that's a system, and I didn't want it to be a system last night in the bath. 
Wow. But that is a system, guys. So we've got all these systems in our body that make up who we are, the physical body. They all, they all work separately, but they all work together and they make up who you are, your physical body. Physical body. They each function differently, but they are designed to work together. Remember, we're body, soul, and spirit, and our body teaches us about what the other two can bring to who we are, our physical body. We've got so much stuff going on. They're separate, but they all work together, just like body, soul, and spirit. Are you with me? So, so good. The body is the house that contains our soul and spirit. It's the part of us that primarily connects with the material world. And, and, and it connects through the material, to the material world through the five senses. Five sense knowledge, it's called. And it's by sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. That, that's why we're so aware of our physical body. It's why it's such a guide. And it's, it's why we're so aware of our life through our physical body. Because of the sight, smell, hearing, taste, and touch. It carries around who we are. It's amazing. Now, I, I could go into the supernatural element of our physical body because I believe that's there as well because God made us out of dust and breathed life into us. So I'm not purely saying it's a natural thing, our physical body, although it's physiologi physiological. It's a physical deal. It's not going to live forever. But say, in saying that, I really feel like the supernatural is all in it. Like, we don't need charging at night. He calls that sleep. But we don't plug into something. Maybe because we're one with him. But it's fascinating to me how our body works. But if we're going to be aware of our soul, which is our hidden world that no one sees, we've got to understand the soul in the context of our body and our spirit. Are you with me? So good. Because we must be aware that we existed before we had a body. Psalm 139.16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Wow. You were you before you were you in your physical body. It's amazing. He's been thinking about you for a really long time. Think about that. It brings so much more purpose for when you were born. Continent, the era, what century, whereabouts, what family you were in. He's been thinking about you for a really long time. Jeremiah 1.5. It's in the context of a, of a call and an anointing for a prophet, but who knows the, the Bible is for us. So we understand the context that it is Jeremiah, but we understand that God's no respecter of persons and loves everyone the same. We're all his favourites, amen? Amen? We're all his favourites. He doesn't prefer. He's not like us. He doesn't prefer. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you, the context of we were us before our body. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. The real us is inside our physical body. But God 
does really care about all of us. He cares about body, he cares about our soul, and he cares about our spirit. And when he redeemed us, he redeemed all of us. Romans 6, Galatians 5, for your future study around him redeeming our body, soul, and spirit. And that's a message for another day. Okay, so we've got our physical body. We're talking about the context of the soul in body, soul, and spirit. Let's look at our spirit. This is another part of who we are. But we must be aware that there are two spirits in the Bible, small s, big s. Small s, who's that? Us. Big S, who's that? God's Spirit. So when we're reading the Bible, we've got to be aware, little s, big s. But the crazy thing is, God set it up so that both words mean the same. It's wild. There's not a separate S for us and a big S for him in the Greek. The same word in the Greek is the same word for little s and big S spirit. Is that crazy? So let's look at Romans 8.16 with the context of our spirit with body, soul, and spirit. For his spirit, his spirit, capital S, joins with our spirit, small s. We have a spirit to, a, to affirm that we are God's children. This is really important for where we're heading till December. 2 Corinthians 6.17, same idea, uses the word joined as the other one did joins. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So we've got body, soul, and spirit. When we say yes to Jesus, when we believe in his name, when we receive him, our spirit, which was dead, comes alive because we receive everything that Jesus did. Prior to accepting Jesus, we couldn't connect with God because he's holy and amazing and there was a gap, there was a distance, there was a chasm in between that separated us from God. Jesus came to be the bridge between earth and heaven, between man and God. He made a way where there was no way, through his, the living way through his body. And our spirit is now alive and now we can connect with God. So our body is most aware of the material world, but our spirit is most aware of the immaterial world. This is who we are, body, soul, and spirit. The word spirit is the word pneuma, and it means breath, wind, things which are commonly perceived as having no material substance. Our spirit is the immaterial part of the inner person that connects with God. The things of the Spirit, they can be cognitive, but they're not prim primarily cognitive. Does that make sense? The things of the Spirit, they're not, they can be cognitive because He loves our mind. He loves our brain. He, he made them. He's for them. The flesh is not evil. It's a whole other sermon. It's a two-hour sermon going through Galatians 5 and Romans 6, but our flesh is not evil because light and darkness can't coexist. They can't. We don't have a sinful nature anymore, but we've got memory. So I believe in the finished work, but I believe in the renewing of the mind, which allows us to become who we already are because of the finished work. Are you with me? The body, the soul, and the spirit And I want to look at the remaining time. I want to look at our soul. I want to look at our soul. We've had a, a tiny glimpse into our spirit. 
that it's been made alive and now can connect immaterially with God. Our body's physical and houses our soul and spirit. And we feel God on our body, 100%. He, he is all about the manifest presence of the Lord. If we don't want it or don't believe it, we won't get it. I want it all because I love him so much and I want as much as I can get. Body and spirit. Let's look at our soul, John 3, 8. It's the last letters of John, the end of the Bible. It's the third book in that trinity, which is awesome. John 3, 8. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. I love it. Proverbs 4.23, above all else. Here we see in John 3.8 that in all respects. Above all else, in all respects. That you may prosper and be in good health. So physical body, he's really concerned about it. Jesus made a way, he redeemed all of us so that John could write that. If Jesus didn't redeem all of us, then John couldn't write that. He couldn't expect health. Because if we were still under a curse with our body, he wouldn't be encouraging health in our body. Does that make sense? Jesus' ministry would be futile because he was all about not only the soul and the spirit, but he was, he was bringing the kingdom so people could see it in the manifestation of healing on a physical body. Does that make sense? So the fact that John's saying this, is it, it is the Lord's will and the Lord's heart that in all respects you would prosper and be in good health. But then he flips it and he, and, he, and, he, and, he, and he tweaks this verse and he puts it all on this last verse. Our physical health in all respects in our life, he puts it hanging on this last part. Even as your soul prospers. So if you can read that really quick and go, yeah, yeah, he wants it all to prosper. No, no, no. Your health and in all respects, every single part of your life hangs on that the level of prosperity and being prosperous and in health hangs on whether your soul is prospering. Can you see that in there? If the just as wasn't there, we could go, yeah, yeah, it's all important. Just as your soul prospers. Jesus said similar things. Love the Lord with all of your heart and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So the, the, the level of your love for your neighbors and people at the coffee shop and for beggars and for people at Safeway is actually hanging on your ability to love yourself. And, and it takes the pressure off of evangelism we know we, we got to do it. How can they hear unless someone tells them? That's truth, Romans 10, 14. But I think the Lord is beautifully setting this soul area back into the church in its rightful place. And when I say rightful place, I'm not saying at the top. I'm saying in the rightful place of who we are. Our body soul and spirit because if we leave our soul out of this whole deal it will not work it will be like starting a freight train an inch off a five-foot concrete wall not going to happen 
But if that train's doing 80 kilometers and it hits that wall, it's rubble. So I feel like the Lord's highlighting this. He's shouting it, that if we don't look at the soul in the context of our body and our spirit, we're going to miss what he wants to do in us first and then through us second. Are you with me? Let's say cheers to the time. The reason I, I want to honour people that are working around here, I'm okay going to 12, but I just don't want to go, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Because there's people on, they've got planning program kids out there. So we really want to honour when we finish about quarter two, we want to honour that. We might go five minutes late today, um, so I'm dishonouring everyone today, but um, we just want to do our best with honouring, so um, that's okay. So in all respects, you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. The word soul in Greek is the word psyche. Yeah, it's Greek. And it's also translated into English. Psyche. And it means life, soul, heart, mind, the immaterial and eternal part of the inner person. That's the Greek word for soul. It's amazing. The immaterial part of the inner person. Can I ask a question? Is your soul prospering? I love asking questions. Is your soul prospering? Pause that answer because we're going to look in what the soul covers. Is that okay? It's the immaterial part of the inner person. So not only is it the immaterial part, it's the immaterial part of the inner person. And the reason it could be forgotten is because no one sees it. They see the body and they see the worship. And they see the praying. And they see the reading. And they see the going to conferences. And they see the sharing great spiritual quotes. They see that stuff. So it's, oh, they're doing great. But as you know, like I shared my story about having um, some anxiety and some panic attacks over the last few years. And you can see me worshiping, preaching, awesome, proud of this guy. He's doing great. Echo Church, yay, yay, yay. And I'm doing great. But we're real. There's stuff going on. We've all got a big list. And guess where that list is? It's not in your body. Can it manifest in the body? 1,000%. Doctors, you can write reports and reports and reports and reports. And I thank the Lord that it's now public over the last 20 years. And it's, it's, it's really good that people are saying, this, what's going on in the inside of you will cause some heart problems. It will manifest. They are separate, but they intertwine. This whole area of the soul is large. If we want to house what he wants to do, if we want to carry his kingdom, because the kingdom's in us, but it can be in our account legally because of the cross and not in our possession, because the soul is the one, is this filter. Finish work, amen, believe it all. What does that mean? It actually fuels us by grace to live out in the renewed mind. And we, we're, it feels like we're playing catch up, but we are because our spirit is perfect. Our spirit, we talk about our spirit was wounded. No, 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 your soul was wounded. Our spirit's perfect. The spirit's the part of us that God connects with. He's not connecting with a, a fragile, um, broken thing. No, 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 we're not broken in our spirit. Yeah, David said that in, in the Old Testament. But that's Old Testament before Jesus made his home in us. 
So our spirit is perfect and alive and the, and the part of us that, that primarily and can only connect with God. Yes, soul. Yes, God thoughts. Yes, we can feel God. But it's first via the spirit and then enters our mind and then, and then we mess it up. <laughs> so if we don't get this middle part of us, we're going to be only concerned with the physical, and some of us are battling health and wholeness in our physical body, and we're jumping over here for a soaky, soaky time, or a pray for me time, and I believe in both of them. But if we don't address the big, fat, fluorescent pink elephant in the room, which is our soul, and that, that John actually said, this will determine everything else. It'll determine your spiritual growth. It'll determine your physical health. Divine health is God's will. But it's hard to believe it if we don't address our soul. Because what's our soul? It's our mind, our intellect, and our emotions. It's our character and personality. It's who you are. Our spirit's not our character and personality. Our soul is. The soul and spirit live forever. The physical body dies away. This is Jesus is all over this this morning. And if we push it to the side, it's inevitable we're going to struggle. Always. But he's saying, in all respects, I want you guys to prosper. So that's every part of your life. Work, kids, family. Every part of your life is meant to prosper if you believe in Jesus and receive all that he did. But he's gracious and kind and addresses something at the end. But it's actually determined by how well your soul's going. And I feel this is going to be, yeah, this is Jesus. Our soul is this mystical, immaterial space, which is our mind, intellect, and emotions. It is our character and personality and temperament and what makes us uniquely us. And these are some of the things that we can experience in our soul. They're not in our body. They're not in our spirit. Can they cross over? Yes. Can you get a, a, a great emotion and you get some gooseys? Goosebumps, okay? Gooseys, I call them. Um, <laughs> can you feel that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you have some really great emotions and you're sucked up and have an encounter with Jesus in heaven? 100%. But emotions are primarily, firstly activated in our soul. Am I making sense? So these are some of the things that you will experience over the next month. Ready? on top of the list that you've got with all areas of your life. And he says, in all respects, you can prosper. Amen? But we can't if our soul is flicked off in the gutter. Is that cool? Joy, interest. Oh, I won't act all of them out. Serenity. No, I won't do that. Um, let's do eyes. No. Um, hope, gratitude, optimism, surprise, brackets, good surprises. Relief, cheerfulness, confidence, euphoria, yes, Lord, um, sanctification, pride, enthusiasm, contentment, inspiration, amusement, um, awe, love, worthiness. And there's so many more emotions. And some are emotions that we don't think are emotions. But what are they? So we've got feelings and emotions. And one emotion can actually trigger a whole stack. And there's levels and layers to things that we feel on the inside. Our emotions, they're real. We can't, oh, you shouldn't be thinking that. Just pray more. Ah, 
that's doing way more damage. And then we'll wonder why this call, this gift, this will, this kingdom, this whole God deal isn't working. It's because it's filtered through the soul. We get an impression. It's filtered. It goes into our mind. Oh, no, no, that person died though. I want you to pray for that person. It's by the Spirit. It's via the Spirit. He speaks. It's your Spirit connecting with His Spirit. Spirit to Spirit. That's fellowship in the Greek. Spirit to Spirit. Heart to heart. And He's speaking. Like at Bunnings yesterday, He spoke. He said, there's a ladybug on the Salvo's cookies, and I'm on that. It's by the Spirit. And then my soul says, the Salvos won't understand ladybugs. And half the people in the room won't understand. Chad Dedman did a message on ladybugs and it was significant. Hundreds and hundreds of people got healed. Whatever. But I saw it and I'm like, it's by the Spirit. It's an impression. It's a quickening. That's where words of knowledge come in. That's where words of wisdom come in. That's where a feel to, to, to do the God stuff. It's by the Spirit. That's not soul-led. The soul makes a terrible master. The Spirit is the master. That's why Paul says, be Spirit-led. The soul can't lead. But for too long, this is what happens. We neglect the soul, don't talk about it, but actually allow it to lead us. So we're not thinking about it, but it's actually guiding our life. Never thought that before until I just said it. I've been thinking about that we flick it to the side, but it's actually this weird thing that happens. We flick it to the side, but it is the main guide to our life because the things of the spirit come spirit to spirit and then it's filtered through the mind the heart and the soul that's why in philippians 4 paul says rejoice comma rejoice and in thanksgiving present your request to god and the peace of god will transcend which is not it's it's crazy because the peace transcends get this the peace transcends so it's spiritual transcends our own understanding. What's understanding? Spirit, it's, it's natural, understanding. You got me? So, it's, so, okay, okay, it transcends our own understanding. So a spiritual happening comes and, and it transcends understanding. So the spirit comes and it transcends our soul. And then what does that do? It guards our heart and mind. So the peace comes in a spiritual way and it, tra- it bypasses, it transcends our understanding because our mind gets in the way. And he wants peace to come. But if we understand peace in the natural, we're going to miss peace. Because peace is actually the spirit that sets itself up against chaos. It means nothing missing and nothing broken. So can you see that this, this, the things come through the spirit but are filtered through the soul. So if we leave the soul over there, we wonder why nothing's happening. Because we just, we just say, no, it wasn't the Lord. No, I can't do this. No, I can't do that. And our emotions start to stir. And what happens when emotions start to stir? Every emotion has an experience attached. Every experience has a memory attached. So now we're, we're not dealing with a word of knowledge. We're not dealing with, oh, I feel the Lord on this, because your spirit and your heart and who you are as a person is amazing and wants this whole thing. There's a yearning in you for this. But when you're confronted with the things of the spirit, that are impossible, because God calls us not for the possible, but for the impossible, and he says, hey, that person over there, what happens? Emotion happens, which triggers experience, and then memory. 
and we go down this cycle of leaving the things of the Spirit into experience, memory, emotion. Experience, memory, emotion. Experience, memory, emotion. And that just goes, experience, memory, emotion. A couple of weeks ago, I, I was where we're in Sydney and I squirted some shower gel and I'm bathing. It's enough information. Oh, we are, we are struggling for time, but please hang in there if you need to go, go. I'm okay if you leave, it's fine. So I, I'm washing my hair and the smell hit me. Washing, no, I wasn't washing my hair, sorry. <laughs> I was washing my dome. Um, and the smell hit me and took me back to a, a holiday in Phuket. Smell, bang. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, that was so good. And it was joy. And there was, but this happens all the time. We, we have an experience that triggers a memory and the memory has an emotion attached to the memory. We have an experience and it triggers that other experience that we have that's connected and then it triggers a memory with that experience. There's a memory attached to it. It's in our brain. It's called a brain track and it's over and over and if it keeps happening, it just sets itself in place and that's our new truth. And then the emotions start flowing and we live in soul-based rather than spirit-led because we've kicked the soul off because we thought it was just about our physical body and our Spirit. And these are the negative emotions and we're going to wrap up. Anger, annoyance, sadness, guilt, fear, anxiety, discouragement, despair, apathy, disappointment, frustration, critical, hatred, controlling, ashamed, bitter, insecure, disconnected, jealous, and 50 more. So we've got, I just read 50 out, positive and positive emotions. Dimitri, can you just jump up? That'd be amazing. Love you, mate. We've got positive emotions, we've got negative emotions, we've got our heart and our mind and our intellect, we've got memory, we've got experience, and that's all in our soul, plus our personality, plus our character, plus our temperament, plus all the things that make us uniquely us, our passions. And that's us, and all the things we've got to do this week, all the things we've got to do next week, all the things we're believing for for our kids, our career, our work, list, list, list. That is all processed in our soul and we wonder I just want more of you Jesus I need more of you I want to see it all everything they've said yes amen yes high five Jesus testimonies miracles health good Friday blessing kids that might die that our money is preventing kids from dying that's echoing heaven to earth he doesn't want kids to die so it's not just flicking Good Friday because we don't care. It's, we're doing it because we care. And we want to see a social reformation, a social change. And if we just worry about our, our, our physical body and our spirit and just yap about what we're not about to the world, we're going to go another 40 years, another generation of a disconnect between people and the church. And I feel like there's something specifically on our house to bridge the gap where people that are living different to the way that we think is right that we could actually stand at a, at a Mardi Gras and hold a sign up saying we're sorry for how Christians hurt you does it mean we agree? we're believing lies that whatever we disagree with we've got to hate love with no conditions it's called unconditional love he's doing something in our soul 
And I'm going to close. And we're going to have a little time of encounter. If you need to go, you are free to go and we love you and it's fine. So there was 10 lepers. They needed to be cleansed. They were spat on. They were ridiculed. We know the book of Moses and what that says about lepers. It's just not good. And they saw Jesus was coming in and they had really got my heart. They said they yelled at a distance because they couldn't come close. It was contagious. And they're yelling out, you can make us clean. You can, you can cleanse us. And then Jesus said, yeah, I can. And he, and he touched them. So good. And then they all go off. And then it says, and when one of them, can we put this scripture up? Luke 17, 15, I believe it is. Luke 17, 15. Is it up there? Now, one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, say healed, turned back glorifying God with a loud voice. That word healed is the word physician in the Greek. So he went back and he thanked Jesus. The nine didn't, but the one did. He got physically healed, the Bible says. It's the word physician. Go to the next scripture. We're talking about wholeness. Next, keep going. Yeah, the answer is it. Thanks. And he thanked Jesus. And, he, and then Jesus said, he said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. So he got physically healed. He went and thanked God thank Jesus and Jesus said stand up go your faith has made you well what's that well that word well is the word sozo Jesus is not just concerned with our physical body he's not just concerned about our spirit he is really concerned with what's going on on the inside of you so he said, "Your good on you, your faith has made you sozo, saved, whole, and delivered. All parts of you right now done. And you can go and work that out. Go show yourself to the priests. Get in a church so that people can get around you. Next chapter, blind Bartimaeus. He's blind. He was spat on. Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Next chapter. So he's on this restoration process. Man, I could go on, I could go on and on about where that Greek word sozo appears. But Jesus is concerned about our soul. And for, in all aspects, in all aspects, that we would prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you as we just gonna have a time of in responding to you right now. We love you so much, Holy Spirit. We thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what you're doing in this church. We love you. We love you. We love you. Go ahead and stand as we close our time here, please. As we were singing, uh, God is so good, um, the little Baptist girl in me arose inside because there's... Uh, the tradition that we sing all the verses and another verse to that is he answers prayer and that arose in me as we were singing God is so good he answers prayer and the third verse of that is and I love you so I just invite you guys to close your eyes right now
put your hand on your heart. Psalms 147, 3 through 5 says, He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. His understanding of our soul and our, our needs and where we want healing, where we need healing, where we need breakthrough, he understands it all. The one who named each star understands. I love that we had communion today just as a remembrance that by his stripes we are healed. We can believe him for our healing. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. So we, I speak to every place of disappointment, of brokenheartedness, of fear, of doubt. I just speak healing to the heart right now, right where we are. Just say, Jesus, we invite you in. We sang with all our heart that you can have all of our world. You can have all of our world, Jesus. for what you're doing and what you continue to do. We just love you so much. In your precious, precious name, amen.